And this episode of the Disney Dads Podcast is brought to you as a courtesy from our Patreon supporters. They support the show so you don't have to listen to commercials other than maybe some of that amazing um, that amazing travel agent. What was his name? Uh, Justin, over and away with me travel. Of course, of course we need to talk about him a little bit. But other than that, you're not getting any commercials, guys. And that's because of those guys. Now listen, I might be a little biased here, but when I say that they support the show, they also get free content and a lot of shenanigans happens over on the Patreon side. And when I say, eh, we have some fun, Guys, I mean, we have a lot of fun, so maybe consider joining them. If not, let's give them at least a round of applause and say thank you for a commercial-free, amazing show. Round one was over. (laughs) Parents won. Kids, sip. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That was all started by a mouse. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Gentlemen. Start your engine! To infinity and beyond! There's a touch of madness around here. Welcome to Disney Dads Podcast, show it's a little about us, a lot about Disney, and fun for the whole family. My name is Justin, and tonight I am joined by two of my good buddies, two of my brothers, Mr. Joe, Mr. Mike. Uh, Joe, I'm going to start with you, dude, because it looked like you had an amazing weekend. One of the huge staples in your family is NASCAR and is racing, and you spent the weekend at the Daytona 500. How was it, man? Look great. Dude, it was five solid days of racing. It was, not only is there... Daytona Speed Weeks and NASCAR at the big track, as we call it, as us locals call it here. But we had short track racing at New Smyrna Speedway. We had dirt track racing at Volusia Speedway Park. So I did a little dirt track racing. I did all the races at the big track at Daytona International Speedway. Speed Weeks was awesome. Loved it. It was sold out on Sunday. The place was packed. Great, uh, just great racing. And uh, it's one of my favorite weeks of the year. And as I sent you guys in our little our private group message, I said, you know, I took a picture. It was on Saturday night, sun setting over the speedway. And I said, you know, this might be sacrilege in like a Disney, you know, podcast like this, right? But I said, this is my happy place. You know, Daytona under the lights, the sun setting over the speedway. It's like my, it's, that's my happy place. You know, I love Epcot at night too. I love the Magic Kingdom at night as well, but I love nothing but NASCAR and Daytona. It's just, it's my favorite thing. So it was one heck of a week. I loved it. Good to be back here. You guys talk a little Disney and, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm exhausted. It's, it takes a lot to, uh, to come back from uh, a week like that. It's a lot of time outside in the sun, but I love it, man. It was great. Uh, for the first time ever, I, I watched a little bit of the Daytona 500. I tuned in around lap. I think it was like 36. And then I watched them for like five laps, just being two perfect lines going around the track. No, no one moved in no one moved out the one thing i noticed was that uh everyone on the inside seemed to be doing much better than everybody on the outside they were just dropping back dropping back and then finally it was almost like um uh, uh office space you know we're finally on the outside they realized i need to be in the other lane and then once they would get in the other lane then the other lane started moving faster so that's all i could picture it was office space um of then going back and forth but you finally got a little bit of like crisscrossing so i think i made it to like lap 46 and uh, and watch but i also i was just looking for you so I, I, my neck was getting so tired looking, zoom, 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 trying to see if I could, uh, I could see you in the stands. It, it didn't work. Um, but I did watch a little bit just because of you. It was for no other reason. 
Well, I'm glad that you did. And uh, listen, one day when we'll sit back with some beers, I can explain to you what those two lines were doing. It's a giant chess match on, uh, as NASCAR fans, we call it super speedway racing. And uh, there's actually a lot going on. It looks like they're just in straight lines, not doing anything, but there is stuff going on. Um, it's just one of those things where I'd have to sit down and actually have to show you. But uh, I'm glad you tuned in. I'm glad you tuned in for the Great American Race. And uh, even if it's just a little bit of it, um, just to get you a taste, and hopefully maybe uh, we'll get you to watch a little bit more next year uh, of the They were drafting, so. right? They were drafting. They're, they're drafting. They're, okay. There's momentum. There's all kinds of things going on. Side drafting. So there's See, a lot I, going on. So. I tried to draft Mike one time up in New York, but my go-kart was, I think I lapped him like 12 times. You know what I mean? Mike, I think Mike had insurance taken out on his on his go kart. He didn't want to spin out or like bang, bang it up at all. It's like he just bought the thing. You know, like when you drive off the lot and it's it's brand new and you're super cautious. And Mike Mike was going for a joyride that evening. He was he wasn't out the race, so uh, I didn't get the draft too much. But speaking of you, buddy, last time I saw you, uh, your garage did not look the way it looks right now. That is beautiful. It looks like you're getting all set up. Yeah, I was. Um, I would say eye level with boxes. Now I'm down to about feet level with boxes. So I'm definitely making some progress. Uh, it's it's tough living out of a box, you know. But we're finally starting to figure out where we're putting stuff. It's we're getting into that whole unpacking phase. We've had some contractors hit the last couple of days, uh, plumbers, electricians, carpenters, painters. So it's been quite busy in the house. Um, I, you know, I, I'm I'm kind of glad we've been making some progress. I'm glad I'm not working right now because if I was, I, I wouldn't have any time to do anything all day, and it would be even more stressful. But I'm glad that I got to. Stress tonight and chat with you guys because I've kind of missed you guys not seeing you, you know, face the last couple of days. Um, yeah, man, we've missed you. Uh, guys, today is a very special day because today is something that doesn't happen that often. It is 2 22 right? Next time we'll see this, we, none of us will be here, you know what I mean, to, to be able to, to see this come about. It was funny, one of my buddies was talking, he was like, well, I guess we'll see it in, in 11 years with three, uh, and I'm like, what, three, 33, 33? Like, let's think about what you're saying. I don't think March has 33 <laughs> days, you dope. Um, but anyway, uh, two twenty two twenty two. So that brings me to a little moment that I like to do, and it's called Jokes with Justin. Oh the number two is the only prime number that is even. That makes two really odd. Wow. Oh Shows off to a great start. What did the number two say to the number four? I'm always rooting for you. So... I don't need to explain to you what I got on my math SAT scores. So there's a lot of stuff <laughs> just going right over my head right now. So. Um, well, speaking of, and we're going to bring it to Disney here real soon. Um, I've given Disney a little bit of a hard time in the past. Maybe, you know, a little jab, little, 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 just a little joke between friends. You know, whenever you're friends, you're hard on each other. You know, that's how you kind of rub each other's ribs a little bit. And I've rubbed Disney's ribs a little bit about how long it takes them to sometimes build attractions. Um, so as many of you know, I was rear-ended on my way to Disney in December. And uh, yesterday, I was able to finally drop off my car to get it fixed. And uh, I was excited. I thought, yes, finally. So I got a rental. And I thought, this won't take that long. It's only the hatch and the, and the rear bumper. So I got the email today. And the car is estimated to be finished on April 15th. Wow. <laughs> okay. 
So if Disney has the parts problems that I have with my Kia, then I <laughs> I completely understand why New Fantasyland took a decade. So Disney, I apologize. I want to stand up and say I apologize to you. Last week I apologized to Bob Chapik. This week I apologize to you. Um, I am making the rounds. Uh, Chapik, Chapik. With that said, we want to talk a little bit about Disney. And a lot of people, when they reach out or they kind of start listening to the show... A lot of people are newer to Disney. They're, they're really coming to find this show or come to find this community because they want advice on their, their first trip or maybe they haven't been in 10 or 15 years. And they're trying to find those answers to make sure they maximize the most out of your trip. So we wanted to come up with an episode that would pinpoint those moments that we think Disney newbies, Disney rookies make the most mistakes with your first Disney vacation. So tonight we're going to be diving into those, chatting a little bit about them, and uh, and hearing back from our Disney family on if they've committed any of these any of these mistakes, or maybe if they have anything to add to them as well. So let's start off, Joe, with your first one, uh, first mistake that Disney rookies make that you would say we got to knock that out. So, well, the first one I would think is that when people are booking, newbies are booking if they're staying on property or in the bubble, right? Sometimes I feel like if you're going to be focused on the parks, you want to get you want to do as much as you can inside all three of the parks, right? You can do rope drop to to close to fireworks at night. Sometimes I think that people do too much hotel. And as a resort guy, if you're going to be doing full on resorts, like that's what you're going to do. You're not going to I mean, sorry, full on parks. You're going to be doing attractions, shows. That's all you're going to do. Don't spend the extra money on staying at deluxe resort. Unless you have to for your family size, but if you're just looking for a place to lay your head, go moderate or value. Save that money, put it towards something else, towards like a dinner or something, or maybe towards a, a tour, a VIP tour, or an experience, or something uh, of that nature. Don't overspend on the resort accommodations because the benefits aren't there like they used to. You know what I'm saying? Like you're only getting 30 minutes anyway for early entry. So take that money, put it towards something else. Get stay at a, a moderate or a value size hotel and just and just use that money towards something else. I feel like sometimes people need to stay at the 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 highest, the Grand Floridian, the Contemporary. It's like, dude, if you're not going to be at your resort to enjoy your resort, why why spend that money to do it? Because honestly, man, if you're going to stay at like the, the Polynesian, which is an amazing resort, or the Contemporary is an amazing resort, and you're going to spend 14 hours a day in the park, and you're, when are you going to enjoy your hotel? You just paid six or eight hundred dollars a night for for what to go to bed. And then take the monorail in the morning. Like that's that's all you're getting out of it. So I would like to see newbies really do their research into seeing what is the best resort for them. You know, and maybe they can save some money on it. Because I think sometimes people go. I've had friends this, friends of my brothers, friends of mine from back home in New Jersey, and they they get these really elaborate uh, hotel reservations. I'm like, why you you telling me you're going to stay in the parks for? 14 hours what why you what, stay at like you know moderate stay at like you know port orleans french quarter riverside save three and four hours a night oh, i never really thought about that so that's what i think you know what i'm saying is no stay at the stay at the correct resort yeah as someone who does this on a daily basis who talks to people who are new to disney books <laughs> trips and does all that uh i do agree i think it's finding with the resorts mostly it's finding what you need is so for example um, I have a client who she really, really wanted a balcony because they had a newborn and they wanted to be able to put the newborn down to take a nap and sit on their balcony. And look, you're only getting that at the deluxe resorts. You're not getting a balcony at any resort except for the deluxe resorts. Um, I explained to her, hey, you know, if you want to stay moderate, like French, you know, French Quarter or, or, or Port Orleans, uh, um, 
uh, or Riverside, I mean, uh, you can pull the chairs outside, you know, and sit, but you don't have like a designated balcony just for you. So I think with that, what I would really recommend to people when talking about resorts is, you said it too, Joe, do the research. Find, it's not so much the money for me, because I think people, they have a budget in mind. Look, there's pretty much four questions I ask people whenever I start talking about vacations. When are you looking to travel and are your dates flexible, right? Who's going to be traveling with you, okay? Um, how many uh, uh, park days are you interested in doing? And last but not least, and maybe one of the most important questions is, what's your budget for your vacation? And then we'll move on from there and we'll talk a little bit about you know what your needs are, your wants are. A lot of people with younger kids want to be on the monorail loop because they can easily get from Magic Kingdom back. And for them, it's worth the money. Even if they don't spend a ton of time in, in those resorts, it's worth the money just to have that that ease of mind knowing they can be back in their room if their kid starts to melt down. You know what I mean? Um, same same reason I tell people, you know, if, if you have a young, young, young kid, let's say under the age of two, look at the Epcot resorts. Because now this vacation is as much for you as it is for your kid. And now being right there at Epcot to where you can go in, you can walk around, you can go right in there at uh, World Showcase, and it's just easy. Um, I really do think for newbies, finding what is a priority for your family is number one. If the priority for your family is not around the resorts, then we look financially, and I agree with Joe 100%. You don't have to stay at a deluxe resort to have a fantastic time at Disney. You can go stay at a moderate or a value, which I've done many times. And still have an amazing vacation. Amazing vacation. As long as those certain criteria that are only available at Deluxe, you're you're okay with giving up. That makes sense? Oh, I agree. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Mike, what do you say? You know, uh, I didn't have the fortunate advice of somebody when I first started doing my Disney trips. But I did the moderates and the value resorts my first couple of trips. And my first trips when I was doing with the kids, I wanted to see everything. You know, we were, we were doing the, you know... Wake up in the morning, you know, rope, uh, you know, rope drop to, you know, fireworks at the end, and I didn't see much of my resort, so I, I kind of default fell into that category where I wasn't, um, you know, where I wasn't being, uh, you know, married to a, an expensive uh, resort. So I think definitely agree with Joe. I, I think that I lucked out using the moderate just because I got deals or a value resort, and I didn't spend much time in the room. You know, we, we our new our first couple of years, we spent a lot of time in the park and not much time at the resort at all. Let me ask you, uh, Mike, what's your favorite moderate favorite value off the top of your head? Uh, well, Art of Animation would definitely be my favorite, I guess you could call value, because it's in that category, right? So I'm going to kind of cheat and use that one as Man, my... I don't know. With the price range, though, at Art it, of Animation, they still consider it's so it high value, now. And I know. They still consider it a value, so I'm going to I'm gonna use that as my value resort. Um, and for a moderate, you know, Port Only French Quarters is always my favorite. Yeah, it's good. How about you, Joe? Uh, for me, the moderates would be uh, Coronado Springs. Uh, love Coronado. I think it's very underrated. I think it's a moderate on steroids or a moderate plus, if you want to call it. Value, uh, I love Pop Century. Had a lot of great, um, and like I said, Pop Century is barely a value resort uh, with the prices they're charging. But uh, I love Pop Century. Just stayed there for Marathon Weekend. And uh, a lot of great memories there. Got Skyliner. Uh, you can walk across to Art of Animation's Food Court. Um, yeah, it's, it's, a great, it's a great spot, Pop. It's a Caribbean beach for me, especially with the gondolas now. And also, I love that island feel, and it's bright, it's decorative, it's fun. 
Um, you know, there's there's a reason that like colors make you happy, and those colors make me happy. So I know it seems like a simple simple reason to love it, but I really do. Um, so that would be my moderate my value. I'm gonna go Pop Century too. The rooms are fantastic. The gondola is right there as well. I just don't like talking about art of I love art of animation too. But talking about the price point, it has been very compar <clears throat> comparable recently. Art of Animation to uh, Wilderness Lodge. When you talk going from a family suite at Art of Animation to a room at Wilderness Lodge, I mean, maybe, maybe $150 a night difference, $200 a night difference to go to Wilderness instead. It's insanity. I mean, it really is. Like, Wilderness Lodge for me is the best kept secret in booking Disney vacations. I think that'll change because the parks are so busy right now. But if you catch it on the right time, it is such a good deal. I mean, like, I'm sending quotes to people, and they're saying, oh, we're wanting modern. I'm like, let me go ahead and send you this one, too, just because. If you can bump up your, your budget by a few hundred bucks, then now you're, now you're at a deluxe. You're one boat ride away from the Magic Kingdom. So um, awesome stuff. Uh, Mike, how, what's, your, what's one of yours, buddy? You had down. I think one of the important things, and we kind of discussed it a little bit earlier today when we were just chatting, was people just – Thinking they're going to see everything. You know, when you look at the Disney brochures, you look at the Disney commercials and all of these stuff, and people tell you, you have to do this, you have to do that. Just go there knowing you're not going to see everything. Uh, Disney's one of those places that if you really want to see everything, you got to go multiple times. And I think if you go with that mindset, knowing that, listen, I'm not going to be able to do everything, then I think you'll have more of an enjoyable vacation because you don't want to go there and leave and say, oh, I didn't do this and I didn't do that and I kind of missed out on this. Experience what you can experience and make the most amount, get the most out of what you are experiencing and then take that and enjoy that and then just look forward to the next time. Hey, maybe I didn't get to eat at this particular restaurant. Maybe I missed this restaurant ride or maybe this ride was closed so my next trip i'll be able to do that so i think the most important thing is don't expect to see everything because even a disney expert will never see everything uh i think it's the best advice you can give anybody when they're traveling to disney for the first time uh, and their newbie is I, I as as much as i hate to say it this way you need to temper your expectations like you need to like it's easy to watch commercials and think Everything is going to go perfect because it's Disney. Like Disney, it's weird, man. You see parents do the same thing. They get on Disney property and they think that they're in this magical place where nothing can go wrong and they kind of just let their kids do whatever. And, you know, you see this weird mindset. But you also have people that go and they think, you know, I've planned this. I've spent the money. It's got to go absolutely perfect. And I think if you go thinking you're going to do 14, 16-hour days, and with kids, and you're going to get to ride everything and see everything you want, then you're already setting yourself up for a disappointment. Uh, I really do think you need to go in with, I'm there to make memories. There's, a, you know, put, put the key attributes at the top that you want to see. You know, like have those big moments you want to do. And then from there, like work your way backwards. And, you know, if you don't, you're not going to hit it all. Um, but you know, whenever you don't get those, those things that are towards the end of your list, then it's okay. That's when you do those next time, those things that fall in the middle of your list, you didn't get to do now at the top of your list, your next vacation. And you make those part. Look, I've been to Disney. I don't know, 300 times, 400 times, something like that. I've still not done it all. I haven't played golf at all the golf courses. You know, I've ne I haven't eaten at a few of the restaurants. Like I still never stayed at Riviera. Like there's there's a bunch of stuff I have like a bunch of tours I haven't done. It's impossible, man. That place. I saw I saw Joe. Let me get your opinion on this. I saw a article. This has been like five six years ago, 
where a guy took everything that was on Disney property, right? All activities, all tours, all dining, realistically put it into a plan, right? And it took like 320 days for him to do everything on property. Oh, wow. <laughs> that, makes me feel, that makes me feel better about not doing everything. You know, like not being like say, oh, I haven't done this yet. You know, we're big Disney fans, right? Obviously, we we have DVC. We go a lot. You guys do Cruise Line. I mean, we do Alani and so on and so forth. And, you know, yes, you're never going to do everything. But I think that this is – and look, that, that guy's study or whatever he did is like proof in the pudding that you're not going to be able to do everything. But I think that this advice here is advice that we all take. We all have expectations when we go down to Disney World. And I know for me, mine are pretty low. Like if I'm going to go to the Magic Kingdom, like for example, I'm going this weekend. A good friend of mine who is staying at Boardwalk uh, with his family. He comes every two years. He uh, does like a two-bedroom and all that stuff, DVC. So we're going to be up with him Friday and Saturday. And I have um, theme park reservations for Hollywood Studios on Friday and uh, Magic Kingdom on Saturday. And my expectations are if I could ride Rock and Roller Coaster on Friday, I'm happy. If I could ride the monorail and ride Space Mountain on Saturday, that's 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 what those are my expectations. So that's it. Like set it's not just for new people, set realistic expectations. I don't need to do every single thing when I go on Friday. Now I guess I'm an annual pass where I go a lot, but if I could do that one thing, I'll be happy. If I could do those two things on Saturday, I'll be happy. So I think that's great advice that you and Mike give here, not just for new people, but also for us veterans who go a lot. It's like set realistic goals for what you want to accomplish for that day. And anything off anything after that is a bonus. So that's kind of the way I look at it. That's what I I take little goals when I go to Disney. So it eliminates me from being essentially disappointed because I'm like, nope, I did everything I wanted to do today. The one thing I want to do, I want to ride Space Mountain. And I did it. I'm happy. Everything else is a bonus now. So that's the way I kind of look at it. And I agree with you. I think it's great advice. Do you think, too, that the fact, okay, let's talk about this for just a split second. You kind of, you know, look, we cannot stand these clickbait articles that come out, right? And they seem to always highlight the negative. And then people click them and look, they have massive followings, huge followings. People click them and then they, they say in their minds, Disney's lo- losing the magic. Disney's not losing the magic. A few entitled people didn't get their way and threw a fit. And people who take advantage and write these articles to make money off the clicks, off of advertisements... Do it just for that because you're not going to click on an article that says, you know, child enjoys, you know, five churros in the Magic Kingdom. You're just not going to click on it. You're going to click on, saw it tonight, woman arrested in handcuffs seen at Hollywood Studios. Why? Who cares? Like, the, it's, it's the perpetual uh, postings of these horrible websites that has some of the Disney community believing that the magic is, is not there anymore. It's just not true. And so I think that the few people that go that don't temper expectations, they throw a little fit, and then they're the ones that are put up on this pedestal with these articles. So I think you're right, I, I Joe, and that's a perfect, perfect, uh, you put that perfectly, that it's not just Disney newbies for this one, it's all of us. And I've caught myself doing it, because I go, hey, I'm DVC, I'm an annual pass holder, why do I not get A or B or C? When realistically... I still have the magic when I go. I, st- I still get to go and have a great time with my family, create memories. So I think it's perfectly put by both of you guys. Really well done. 
I'm just patting you guys on the back tonight. That's all I'm here for. You, sir. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that, Joe, what's one of your next ones? All right. So one of mine is, and it's actually on my list, and I see it kind of relates to the T-shirt you're wearing. So for our Patreon members, they will see that later on tonight in our Patreon episode. But uh, Justin is wearing a Halloween Horror Nights shirt for Universal uh, Orlando Resort. Yeah. And uh, so one of my biggest things, and we see this, we see this as Disney veterans, right? You see the people walking around with their heads buried in a map or in their phone looking at where things are, where shows are, where bathrooms are, wherever. And my advice for newbies is do your research, know uh, know the lay of the land of where you're going. Because and it, and that and I, the reason why is I said Justin's shirt remind me of that because I recently just got my Universal Orlando uh, premiere pass last year. Uh, me and my wife did. We got him like back in August for my birthday. And before I went to Universal, Justin, how many conversations did me and you have about two <laughs> weeks before I was going out? Because it had been it had been like six years since I've been to Universal. You know, Velocicoaster just came out. Hagrid just came out. Yeah. So like, how do I do this? How do how do I how do I do the virtual queue? How do I make uh, dining reservations? I did my research before I went. I knew the lay of the land of Universal Orlando, of Islands of Adventure, and of the studios because it had been so long since I've been there. Things had changed. And I didn't want to be walking around my head in a map all day. I want to know when that rope drops, where am I going now? Or when I stayed you know, at one of the Lowe's hotels or Universal Resort hotels, where can I walk to? Do I need to take a boat? Can I walk to City Walk? I want to know where I was going. And, and, and that applies to any vacation you do. A lot of people always say Disney vacations are so complicated. And yes, they are complicated. And you know they take planning. But you know what, though? It's no different than, for example, when I went to Alani. Uh, two, mm-hmm. three years ago. I'd never been to Hawaii. I flew, you fly halfway around the world to like go to this amazing island or amazing set of islands within our country. They're absolutely beautiful. I want to know what I was getting into, getting in for, where everything was, the good restaurants, the best places to snorkel, the best golf courses. You do your research. The last thing I want to do is get to uh, Hawaii and then like all of a sudden I don't know where I'm going or doing anything. So that is, it's no different than if you're going down to Myrtle Beach on vacation, to the Jersey Shore, to Hawaii, or to Walt Disney World. Do your research, know the lay of the land, and know where you're going, and just and just get as much knowledge as you can because there's nothing worse than being lost on vacation and wasting that precious time. That's the last thing you want to do is waste time when you're Disney because time and Disney is money. We all know that. Well, a couple things. Uh, one, Alani, yes, if you don't do the research or if you don't have somebody to help you, um, you're missing out on a ton because if you're just staying on, on Disney property at Alani and not exploring the island, then you, you've – You've not maximized your trip to 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 the island because there's great restaurants even as close as right across the street that you can go check out. Um, so yeah, you definitely want to do that. I love that idea, um, Joe. You had a great person who you you were asking about how to do dining at Universal, and I think dining reservations just showed up random ones. You were you know just it was uh, like the magic. The magic actually like- traveled up I four <laughs> to Universal Orlando. <laughs> it was just all of a sudden I started texting you reservations, and I think you go. Why do I have so many? I'm like, because unlike Disney, Universal Orlando, we can make as many as we want whenever we want, and we don't have to even cancel them if we don't want to because they don't charge a penalty, uh, unlike Disney. So um, did I tell you guys I got smacked with a Disney uh, dining fee? No. no. Yeah, so we were going to go to Disney a couple weeks ago. We were going to go down, and uh, we had Katie had made a La Cellier, uh last-minute ADR, and then last minute we couldn't go. There's stuff going on here, you know. And all of a sudden I get a text message and it goes, Please check you can check in now for your Le Cellier five fifteen <laughs> ADR. And I'm like, 
I'm in Charleston. I can't get I can't get to Epcot in the next 25 minutes, you know. So uh, I was like, well, I'll eat the ten dollars per person. I guess I don't know if it ever came through. I didn't look the credit card, but I assumed it did. Um, but no, I, I love that idea because one the the whole fun about planning anything is looking at the maps beforehand is exploring what attractions you want to do looking at quick serves that you want to try looking at snacks across the parks that you want to do you don't have to be an expert you know if you joe if you were to get, walk into uh universal is going to get a lot of love right now if you're to walk into universal right your first time and you i put a blindfold on you and you right before you got blindfolded said i'm standing here i could pretty much walk you through the park you know, without you hitting anything. I could be like, all right, you're going to take this many steps to here. We're going to turn right. Uh, then we're going to go this many steps, you know, and we could do that. Now, I can definitely do that for Disney too, but so can you guys. Um, you don't have to be that into it. Is it into it? I like that. Not into it. Hold on. Like into, not like I'm not into it. Am I making up a word here? Into it? I n t u i t, is that a word? I've seen that word. I before. think that's like a, that's a tax company. Isn't that like a software company? Intuit TurboTax. I'm saying. <laughs> I think that is, <laughs> is a, a tax company. Is that what I'm thinking of? Are they a sponsor of ours now? I don't know. Because <laughs> Inuit is is um in as a, indigenous people of uh like Greenland and and this like Arctic regions. Uh, so I know it's not that. Is in? I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, it is. It you're into it, TurboTax. Hold on, there's got to be a word too, though. No, it's not. Okay, hmm. into it definition. This is what people see. This is why people love this show because they're going to learn along with us what this is. Okay, yes, thank you. Okay, into it to understand or work out by instinct. Oh, there you go. Man, sometimes guys. Sometimes a free grammar lesson for everybody who's listening. So. I'm three times. I mean, it's I took I took uh, English one on one three different times in college. So, just so everyone knows, I really learned the vocabulary uh, there. So anyway, you don't have to be into it. <laughs> Use that one this this week, guys. Uh, to know that you're way around the parks that well, it's okay. But you, everything's do- everything is labeled and documented, and it's fun to ask people, "Hey, how do I get to Space Mountain?" You know, use the weenies. Isn't that right, Sean? Use the weenies in the parks. Uh, that's what will get you those lands that you need to be to. So, all right, there's my rant. I love that, Joe. Mike, anything to add on that one? No, you hit the nail on the head. I think that uh, having a plan of action, even if you don't have the map completely memorized, as long as you have an idea of what you want to do in a game plan with the areas, I think that's an important part of. And you know, kind of knowing, hey, listen, Pirates of the Caribbean is in this area, or uh, Space Mountains in Tomorrowland. This way you have an idea of where you're going and what you want to do and what you want to see in that area. Even if you don't have it completely memorized, it takes a little while to get that kind of you know uh, familiarity with the parts. But I think that's a, a great idea just to have a, a game plan and know where you're going to be going and kind of have a course of action when it comes to, you know, following your way around. Cause you don't want to waste time when you're on vacation. Once again, excellent stuff, boys. Uh, Mike, you're up. Uh, one of the things that I think is important, I think Justin, you'd be a pro at this because 
doing the whole travel agency thing, you get a lot of people that are you know newbies or just even people that have been doing it for a while. Um, the park reservation system has thrown a kind of a, a wrinkle into how we've been doing some of our ADRs. And I think an important thing is to make sure that if you have an ADR, you know, a, a dining experience that you want to do, that your park schedules are set up particular ways. Because you don't want to be in the middle of an Epcot day and have to, you know, jump ship in the middle of a day and go over to a dining reservation over in uh, you know, Magic Kingdom, or have to go over to Animal Kingdom uh, Lodge for a Boma or a you know or, or a restaurant reservation there. So I think the important part is to kind of plan when it comes to your dining reservations and your park reservations. I think it's a very important thing that you have them hand in hand because that could be one of those things that could really cause a real wrinkle in your uh, your your experience on vacation of having to get someplace that's far from where you are, and not realizing it. You know, everybody tells you you know when you first tell people you go to Disney, all the Disney people are like, oh, you got to eat it at, at this restaurant. You have to try this restaurant. You got to go to Chef Mickey's for breakfast. And, you know, so that's all great. And they're all fantastic places and they're not wrong, but you don't want to be at a rope drop at Epcot and then find out that you have to go to Chef Mickey's for a breakfast, you know, which could be an inconvenience to your day. So I think having your, your planning set out when it comes to your dining reservations and your park days are very important. Can I give some advice right now and this is how i do it okay unless you're traveling on let's say christmas week july 4th week new year's like the the three busiest times of the year right where park capacity is pretty much guaranteed to be reached do your adrs 60 days 6 a.m right be online or go through away with me travel and have us do it for you so you can sleep in and then as soon as you get done with your adrs make your park reservations the reason for this is you need more flexibility with ADRs than you do anything else in the planning process. Because if something is hard to get, like a Cinderella's Royal Table or, you know, Topolino's or Space 220, one of those really tough to get dining reservations, you need to be able to push it out towards the end of your trip and have a little bit of play and flexibility with your, with your, uh, with your reservations. So by not making, now look, you can go back in and change your park reservations, but it's a headache. Why have to do it? Make your ADRs. Once you have your ADRs set, now your park reservation's already made for you. It's super simple. Now you can go in and knock out those park reservations. It's all in 60 days. Everything's ready to rock and roll. Your next step's magic bands. You know, if you're one to order those, online check-in, and then you're in the middle of the magic, not looking at a map, having a blast, not experiencing everything because you don't expect to. Smiles and memories for a lifetime. Right, boys? Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you agree with that, Joe? Do you agree with making... No. No, dude, you took the words out of my mouth. I say, I always say great minds think alike, right? Uh, that's what Jen and I do when we do our trips. You know, dining is very important to us. I've said this on this show many times. We love to have nicer dinners. It's just the two of us. That's one of the things we look forward to. I also like to, you know, go back and freshen up and put my good flip-flops on, so Dave will appreciate that. <laughs> but, uh, but no, you're 100%. And the one thing, if we do have newer listeners or listening to the show or downloading it because it's newer tips for newer people, please, I will say this. You will look at a map. If, if you're relying on Disney transportation, you'll say, oh, I'll just take a, a quick boat ride or a quick monorail ride or I'll mm -hmm. drive over there. Things take so much longer in real life than they do. Just think about it. Even if you had a Magic Kingdom reservation or you were at Magic Kingdom Park Reservation that day and you were going to go eat at Kona for lunch at Polynesia, so we're going to pop out of the park, we're going to go over to the Poly and we're going to have uh, lunch at Kona. You know, so we'll just take the monorail. 
Well, you get on that monorail, you, know, you missed the first one, you wait for the next one to come around. And then you pull up to the contemporary and you hear that bing, 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 you were holding for further traffic clears. Next thing you know, it's taking you 25 minutes to go across the lagoon. It's something that should, you thought would take five minutes by looking at a map. So my point being is that like, even if you are planning around that, give yourself extra time for transportation because even if you drive yourself, it's just gonna, it just takes so much longer, guys. So for our newer DDP listeners out there, allow yourself plenty of travel time to get from point A to point B, even if it's within the, within the same area of if it's all Magic Kingdom resorts and you're coming from the Magic Kingdom, just give yourself a little bit of extra time as well. Uh, you will thank yourself because the last thing you want to do is rushing into a restaurant, hoping to give you your table back or give away or getting charged that fee that Justin may or may not have had paid for his LaSalle yeah, restaurant the other night. So I may have to look at that. I may have to look into that, see if, see if that happened. Or not. And also make Lyft and Uber your friend. If you are wanting to get around property and you've flown in and you don't have a car on property, make Lyft and Uber your friend because let's say you are you know, at your resort you decide you want to do some swimming, but then, you know, you're staying at, let's say, Caribbean Beach, but then you, you're going to Boma to eat. Using Disney transportation is going to be a two-hour experience to try to hop resort to resort. And there's nothing magical about that. There's nothing magical about it. So please make Lyft. And, it, look, you can get anywhere on Disney property for less than $15 with a Lyft or an Uber. And I use them constantly, and I have a car on property. Why do I do it? Because then I don't have to drive. You know, I can not have to worry. I can go have a nice glass of wine with dinner. Katie doesn't have to worry about driving. Um, you know, even though she's younger than me, she can't see. She doesn't even get to that point where she can't see well at night when she drives. I'm getting a little worried. She's not even 40 yet. I'm getting a little little worried about her. So Laura has that. I don't know if it's just an excuse or if she's actually can't is that, see at night. <laughs> is, is that an excuse that, that, that our wives are using that's, to just not have to drive? I don't want to take your... You know, you're heavily drunken, you know, self to someplace else, and uh, and uh, you're driving home tonight. She, she makes me nervous because she. I look over, she's squinting. I'm like, that's not good. You know, this it's not it's not a good thing. You wrecked this car. We're gonna be four months for me to get it fixed. What are you doing? You know, um, so it's, it's good to go. Uh, Mike, what about you? What's your next one? Uh, I think important thing is. You know, Disney can get very overwhelming when it comes to financial part of it, uh, budget. Yeah. You know, I, I think that we talked about the value resorts. We talked about you know staying at the at the um, at the at the expensive resorts. You know, the deluxe resorts, the difference in price. But I think it's important that have a have a goal in mind because the worst thing that could happen at the end of a trip is you look back and like, oh my god, that credit card shock! I spent X amount of dollars, and you know, I kind of budgeted this, and then it kind of really puts a, a kind of a sour taste in your mouth, and you're not going to want to do that vacation again. You know, oh my god, this Disney vacation cost me ten thousand dollars because I spent seven thousand dollars in souvenirs or whatever it was that you kind of you know blew the budget on. So I think the important part to think down is really sit down and go over your finances and say, hey, I can afford this, or this is something that maybe we'll wait for next time and if you're paying we haven't had a dining plan in quite a while so you're paying out of pocket for your meals so i think it's very important that you should uh evaluate what you're going to do and what you're going to see and what you're going to spend your money on because you don't want to have a bad taste in your mouth when the vacation's over that you overspent your means no i agree 100 have you all ever done this you know you know they they would slide the paper under your door like with your bill or if you're on the cruise line they'll put it on the fish you know your mail your mail outside I used to get those and throw them away immediately. I just didn't want to look at it. On the Panama Canal, no, Transatlantic Cruise, when we were on board 14 days, the cruise itself, now this was back in 2014, I want to say. Yeah, because right, no, 15, because right would have been three. 2015, 
The cruise itself was only $4,500 for all three of us. Now, we did an inside stateroom for a 14-night Disney cruise. Your repositioning cruises are always a little cheaper because you got to pay for transportation back, you know what I mean? Because you're not ending in the same place you're, you're starting. So just keep that in mind. I think I stole, you know, had an amazing uh, a deal with Disney, like stole one here. The weather was so bad for the five-day crossing, like 30-foot swells. They shut down the pools because the water was freezing on the banisters. Like, it was so terrible that all there was to do was sit in the bar, drink, play games, you know, go to movies, go out at night, do all that. You couldn't go outside. There's no way to lay out. There's no way to be on a pool. Now, we had a blast. When we got done, Joe, 14 nights, guess what my bar tab was? Just bar tab. I'd say probably five grand. No, it wasn't that much. My gosh, uh, I don't man. know, man. $1,700. $1,700 for a bar tab. Now, Katie doesn't drink. That's just me. I Look, as much as I drank and as, as bad as the seas were, that almost made me want to vomit when I got to Dover when I realized how much money I'd spent over 14 days because I did not budget myself like Mike said. And then for the next day, I was like, oh, my gosh, you're an idiot. What did you do that for? You know, and this, and this is why I got the unlimited drink package for our DDP cruise. Uh, this summer, <laughs> yeah, so. me too. Me too. Which, well, if uh, which if you Disney offered that. Uh, if you're interested, away with travel.com and Justin can uh, hook you up there. So, yeah, email us, show it away with me, travel.com, and uh, we'll get you hooked up. I got the unlimited drink package, and then we'll do the water park. And then um, I got the I got the the extended, like the better food one, too. Did you do that one? I did, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Okay. That way we have hibachi. I can't wait for hibachi. So. Steakhouse. And also, you know what else you get with that? You get like a $25 per person credit in like the sports bar to eat like wings every night and stuff like that. That sounds like fun. Yeah. So I want pretzels I, and wings every night. I do want to add one thing to the budget thing. Go back to sure. Disney. Shifting gears here real quick. So um, if you are a family that's on a budget, right, take advantage of the places that you can save some money on. And if you don't mind doing it, um, there are t- places that you could order groceries to your resort you, uh, through Amazon, through uh, Garden Grocer. If you have uh, a lot of the rooms now in Disney property have a a, uh, a cooler. It's not really mm-hmm. a fridge, but it's a cooler that will keep drinks and some things, uh, you know, will keep them uh, cooler or whatever. Right? You know what I'm saying? So you could do a little bit of breakfast in, in your room in the morning, some snack bars. Um, also, too, is when you go to the parks, if you're a family that takes a stroller or has a backpack, you know, freeze some bottles of water or put or, or get some bottles of water, throw them in your backpack. Disney is very easy at making at spending five dollars on a bottle of water seem like nothing. Where yep. if it was in the real world, we'd be like, are you nuts? You know, but five, oh yeah, I'm thirsty. It's only five bucks. Okay, no problem. So if you can bring in certain things into the park that will maybe offset some of your expenses, uh, go ahead and do that. It's very easy to you know tap that magic band and charge it to the room and. Next thing you know, you're getting that bill. So, I mean, like, I think Mike's 100%. You know, it's just stay within your budget because the last thing you want to do is have a bad taste, you know, in your mouth from overspending on either souvenirs or food or whatever. And wherever you can save money, save money. There's a lot of places you can refill your water bottles. I mean, there's, uh, I mean, I keep talking about water, but I'm usually hydrating a lot in Disney. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying it. I mean, obviously, you know, listen, we did this when we had all the guys together. We stayed at Saratoga Springs. We, we brought some beer with us. We took a walk around Saratoga, had a couple of beers with us, didn't cost us a dime. You know what I'm saying? So like, there are things you can do to, to offset that cost and save some money. So get creative. Know what you can and can't do. Know where you can and can't, can and can't save money on certain things. And I think it'll, it'll definitely work out for you. So yeah, When we cracked that beer at Saratoga, it was the first time all four of us realized that all four of us have been in the same room together. Ever. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then the next beer flowed very quickly too, and then it <laughs> yes, continued sir. on throughout the evening uh, as we went and had a great dinner. Also, you're speaking of water. Look, there's little tips and tricks like that. Like you can get free ice water at any quick service restaurant. All you got to do is walk in and just ask for ice water. And you can get as many as you want. You can go, I need five ice waters. And they're going to give them to you. Um, so take advantage of those. We take like a Yeti into the park, a Yeti like drink, you know, uh, a cup or whatever. And then we just continually fill it with ice water like throughout the thing. And you know, it's got the screw on top lid to where it has a straw and everything. And, and we're good to go. So, yeah, there's lots of ways you can save money. But like you said, Joe, that's a great point that just the water alone, if you're on a five-day trip, and you have a family of four, and let's say you're buying two bottles of water a day. It's a lot of money. You know? It's 30 bucks. No. Is that right? Family of four? Yeah, four something. Are they five? Are they up to five? I think they're, they're five. Price. Right? They're four or five bucks, whatever. Yeah. It's still a lot. It's crazy. That's too much math for me on, on 2 22 uh, Too many numbers flowing around. Um, Joe, what's your next one, man? Sure, I got one. Uh, we'll switch gears back to uh, the parks and attractions, and I think Mike had this on his list as well. But um, we're new people, and this happens with me when I go to Universal because I don't go nearly as much as Justin did. So, but guests will get focused on the e-ticket attractions. Got to do Space Mountain. Got to do Tower of Terror. You know, got to do uh, you know, uh, uh, God, uh, my Star Wars. Uh, Rise of Resistance, thank you. I'm having a night tonight. You know, the big e-ticket attractions in the parks, but there's so much more that the parks offer. And don't skip over the shows and the smaller attractions because you you might be focused on all your friends who have been before. you got to go do this, got to do that. But you know what, though? You might go, you might enjoy the Pixar shorts. Me and Jen love that. You might enjoy, you know, Walt Disney Presents, which is absolutely a must for anybody going to Walt Disney World. You need to go through that at the studios. Um Indiana Jones, Epic Stunt Spectacular, an original almost opening day experience at Hollywood Studios. That's an awesome show. People maybe pass by because it's not a quote-unquote ride. You know, the Tiki Room or Country Bears. Those are awesome shows that aren't like headliners anymore. They were back in the day, which is funny, but that don't make a lot of people's conversations or lists about Walt Disney World that you really shouldn't pass over those if you're a new person. Read the descriptions. When you do your research, read what they're about. They're also great places to cool off and go inside if you're in a hot Florida heat. So there are benefits to it as well, but give the smaller A, B, C, and D attractions, essentially, a chance. Don't just always focus on the three or four e-ticket attractions because if that's all you're focused on, your day's going to end pretty quick, and you're not going to have anything, and you're going to be like, there's nothing else to ride. No, there are other things to ride. You just need to look and find them. There are other themed attractions that, that encompass and what makes up the park experience what it is. So that's that's something I would definitely stress to somebody is don't always be focused on the e-ticket. Look and try some of the other things as well because there might be something there that you really like. You know, I love Country Bears. I do. I don't talk about it a lot, but I love popping in every once in a while just to see the show and I get a giggle. It reminds me of some great <laughs> memories when I was little. You know, nobody talks about Country Bears anymore. There was a rumor years ago that it might close, whatever, and people got all up in arms. We're like, well, if you're all up in arms about it, you know, maybe go see the show. It's great. So, um, yeah, just look around and, and take into smaller uh, attractions and shows. I think uh, I think you'll you know people will be happily surprised. I've still Can never I done that. Um, you've never done Country Bear still? Nope, still. Oh my god, nope. Mike, so good. I love it. Blood on the <laughs> saddle. Big Al's amazing. He's the best. <laughs> He's the best. That's one of my favorite. Some of my favorite meet and greets, man, is right there. They're typically out dance party, you know, and all that. Um, I'm going to add to that real quick, and it has to do with like streetmosphere. Don't 
overlook and don't pass up the opportunity for your kids. Now, it's it's a little weird now with COVID. It's not as much as it used to be, but we're getting back to normal. I mean, Disney just dropped the mask mandate. Um, they're able, you know, inside and out, and we're, we're getting back nighttime spectaculars. Disneyland just today announced all the return of their nighttime spectaculars uh, with dates. So, um, Fantasmic being the latest one to come back, and it's going to be in May. So, look, we're getting back to what we remember pre-COVID. Don't skip over those opportunities to be a part of the story. Everything at Disney is a story. And don't don't just think I have to run from Splash Mountain to Space Mountain and then from Space Mountain to Big Thunder and then from Big Th- and if you're doing that by the way you're doing Disney wrong because you're doing a lot of running. Um stop. Like stop on Main Street, enjoy enjoy the uh uh you know uh, you know the band or enjoy um you know one of the shows going on or just slow down. Slow down. And and be a part of the story because those are the memories you're gonna you're gonna take. Like you're gonna say, yeah, we rode Sp- uh, Space Mountain, but it's gonna be the little thing where your kid has an interaction with a character and it's funny, or you get that picture. That that's what you'll remember twenty years from now, not the time you rode Space Mountain. You know, or the time you're on the teacups and you're all laughing because you know, poor dad can't handle the teacups like he used to. <clears throat> this guy, mm-hmm. and you think it's hilarious to spin them as fast as you can. So I love that, Joe. It's such a great point to take it all in. Take in take in the little, you know, while you still enjoy some of the bigger stuff. Love that. Mike, what's your next one, dude? Uh, my next one's going to be, you know, one of the things that I thought about and we kind of discussed in the chat, and I think you'd be the pro on this, and I even have some questions about it, would be not utilizing sure. the Genie and the Genie Plus or utilizing mm-hmm. it wrong because someone who's used it before that you have good experience with, uh, there are certain times when you should be using it and there are certain times when you shouldn't. You know, certain park days that... Uh, you know, like you said, don't use it for Epcot, use it for specific times, uh, make sure you rope drop. So I think especially using someone like a travel agent like yourself uh, with somebody with experience to really give you the inside track on the Genie Plus is, a, is an absolute must because um, I'm still not familiar with it. I haven't had the opportunity to use it yet, but I think that that's a system that could you could get more benefit out of your vacation to get a little bit more out of the, you know, out of than you normally would, kind of similar to the old FastPass system. So I think that Using someone like you who's a travel agent that can give you all the ins and the outs and have the experience with using Genie Plus is, is an absolute must. Well, especially to I, I think this is not even Disney newbies. I think this is Disney veterans right now. I think a lot of people are confused about Genie, Genie Plus Lightning Lane because Disney made it confusing. I think even people that work for the company are going to say, look, I love our other, our other host who's in the parks right now working. He's a VIP tour guide. He's called me before and asked me questions about Genie Plus. You know what I mean? Even cast members are confused about the, the rollout. And because it is, it is, <clears throat> it's everything's very similar, but very different. You know, when we talk Genie, completely free, you know, just a service that's going to recommend things. Talk Genie Plus, paid service by the day, Lightning Lane, paid service for a one time thing. When's the best time to use it? When's the best time to not? You know, how can you maximize that on your trip? Do the research or use someone like me, you know, to, to talk you through that because Genie Plus can be an attribute to make your Disney vacation better. But if you do things like don't go into the parks until 2 or 3 p.m. that day, you're wasting your money and you're wasting your time because it's just you're not going to get out of the what you have. 
if you have a certain budget to where you're really stretching to get Genie Plus in, maybe you don't need it for the entire trip. Maybe you need it for one or two days. And I'm going to tell you, there's certain parks you don't need it for because of the lack of attractions. So Genie Plus, do your homework. Know if you need to include that in your budget. You know, if Rise of the Resistance is a necessity for your vacation, which it is for a lot of people, if people say, I'm going to Disney, I'm going to ride Rise of the Resistance. Do you have to have Lightning Lane? No, you don't. There's other ways to get around riding it and even riding it with shorter wait times that that we can kind of talk about. But make that a part of your budget to make sure you get to do it. Same with Genie Plus. Make it a part of your budget. If you're a family of four, you're talking 60 bucks per day. You know? So do we not do a you know, really nice sit-down meal and do Genie Plus instead on our Magic Kingdom day so we can get the most out of it? Maybe. If doing more attractions uh, with less weight is the priority, then yeah, I think that's that's what we'd do. We'd do quick serve that day, do something, maybe maybe when you get back to the resort, do a pizza, do something, um, and then do Genie Plus. But there's other days I'm going to tell you flat out, go have a nice meal. Don't spend the money on Genie Plus. Go enjoy somewhere. Because you don't need it. Joe, you've used Genie Plus, I, I believe, right? No, I have, well, I have not yet. So. Okay, you haven't used uh, it yet. We may, we may experiment with it this weekend just to try it. It's, yeah, you should. So. You really should. It's worth doing but, it once to, to figure it out. Let me know I what you say, think. I, will, I definitely will. But I will say this, and it, I kind of giggled um, when you were talking about this, because years ago, uh, my buddy, who I'm going to visit this weekend, he invited uh, a friend of ours as well who was a Disney newbie, like knew nothing, this our body, God, God bless him. He had no idea. This is back before Fast Pass Plus. This was old school Fast Pass. Put the ticket in the machine. Fast Pass. He had no idea that that even existed. Nobody, we never really told him. We thought he knew, so he went off on his own, and I like, had no idea he could use Fast Pass the whole time he was in Disney. When he went off on his own, on his own with his now wife. So, my thing is also like you guys are saying is do your homework. Actually, know what it is. Know what its limitations are, mm-hmm. and know what you can and can't do with it. Because our buddy. Who was on the legacy fast pass system had no idea it even existed. He's like, I did like two things. We were like, I did like five, six things. He's like, I only did two. So did you take fast pass? He's like, What's that? I was like, Oh god, we forgot to brief you. <laughs> so yeah, just know ahead of time what what it is and what it can and can't do. So that kind of sparked that memory from uh from years ago. Let me ask you guys this really quickly. Um old school paper fast pass, fast pass, um, you know, digital. Genie Plus, rank them in order for me from best to worst in your mind. I know you haven't used Genie Plus yet, but you kind of you've heard me talk about it. You've seen people talk about it. Um, Mike, best to worst with those three. Uh, I'm gonna say digital, then paper, and then I guess Genie Plus. I'm thinking, you know, yeah, I, the Genie Plus. The Genie Plus, I'm not too familiar with, so uh, I, I would say that, yeah, that that's kind of my order, yeah. Joe, I would I would agree. I would go digital paper then Genie Plus. I think Mike will also see since he's now down here in the south and probably will be doing some more local trips. Mike, uh, the digital was nice because you knew like bam, I could make three fast pass selections, and I know I got that in the bag. You know what I'm saying? Like that was nice to have as a local who's somebody who would visit more often. Now that it's gone, it's kind of like ah, uh, you know, it's it's a crapshoot. So um, I kind of miss that. But as a local who makes a lot of day trips, the the Fast Pass Plus was that was the best. You at least do you had three solid choices, but we'll see what happens. We'll see if we, if we give the GD Plus a try this weekend. 
Can I give you my argument to why paper is better than digital? Sure. Sure. If you were if you were willing to work for it, you could crush paper fast passes. You could do six or seven attractions in a day with paper fast passes. You had to work for it. You had to be on it. Like you had to know your return time. You had to also know your availability time of your next fast pass. And you had to be there and running around the parks to get them. So it wasn't it wasn't um relaxing at all but you were able because disneyland had them up until pretty much closure of covid like they were still rocking paper fast passes for quite a while and we would knock out paper fast passes at disneyland i mean we would just knock them out also there's something about and i think this is this is a generational thing and maybe i'm outside of the generation of it um that like my dad or my father and grandfather liked tactile things they liked a newspaper right and they liked like a physical book um i'm the same way i like a physical i like to feel the turn of the page or if i'm reading something i like to like have an actual newspaper you know and and turn the page and have all that i like the tactile feel of having those fast passes in my pocket and pulling them out and using them I know it makes you sound like a super old man that I don't want to sit there and use any technology. Do you see where I'm no. coming from, though? No, I mean, I agree because, I, look, even in the, the today's day with Apple Pay and Google Pay, I still like to actually have a credit card in my hand. Yeah. So it's it's not, I don't think it's unusual at all. Especially since mine's the Disney Visa 50th credit card, and I'm like, woo, give me them <laughs> Disney Visa points because I'm going to Cali Grill. Actually, I'm not going to Cali Grill until they change the menu. Um, who's up? Who did I just go to last? I was last. All right, Joe, what you got? So I will say this is probably be one of the last one. Okay. Um, but I would say um, you just mentioned Kelly Girl. And I'd mentioned this earlier before. Jen and I love to go to nice dinners. But the stigma out there is Disney World is all burgers and chicken fingers. And it's not. And so if you are going, if you're a newbie and you're going to Walt Disney World, it's a world. There's so much that is available to you not only in the parks with Epcot and eating around the countries, Magic Kingdoms, eh, it's okay, you know what I'm saying? But there are some decent places in Animal Kingdom and Hollywood Studios, but explore the other restaurants at the resorts or even in Epcot. There are so many great places to eat. You don't have to eat, if your budget allows it, you don't have to eat burgers and fries every meal. You don't have to eat chicken fingers every meal. Now, you you can go and have a nice dinner, and if your kids want chicken fingers at the restaurant, they'll probably do it. You know what I'm saying? They'll, they'll do the mac and cheese. They'll do the chicken fingers for your kids. But you don't have to eat burgers all week or chicken sandwiches. You can have nice meals in Disney. Some of them are a little, you know, some of them are a little more expensive than others. Okay? But don't limit yourself to that. That's not what, this is not your Six Flags where that's mostly what they have. There's so much quality dining at Walt Disney World that you really need to explore that. So just don't think you're stuck eating that fried stuff because there are a lot of healthy options, a lot of vegan options out there. I mean, anything you want, they could make for you if you have dietary restrictions. So, you know, just go out there and, and do your research and explore and, and try some different things um, because, uh, yeah, it's it's a world full of possibilities out there for, for dining. It really is. I mean, you can have everything from African cuisine to Asian cuisine to Barbecue American. I mean, you could have everything that's within a mile of each other. So, I mean, just go out there and give it a shot. Don't just be stuck eating burgers the whole time. So, that's my best piece of advice with the, for newbies eating on property. I love that. Um, another thing, too, is that use this as the opportunity 
to challenge your kid's palate. Um, you talk about Epcot. There's lots of festivals always going on. For a very affordable amount, you can get foods that your kids have never eaten before, most likely. And if they don't like it or you don't like it, you're not out $30. You're out $5, you know, for a small portion. So just like Joe said, there's, you know, there's so many good restaurants at Disney that even the high-end restaurants, like you talk about Brown Derby, right, which I consider a high-end restaurant for being in the parks, you know, like you're going to go and you can spend some money in there. Um, but you can also go and get the cops out world famous. It's fantastic. You know, it's 20 bucks. It, there's affordable food that is not a burger. Like you don't have to spend $65 on a steak. You can, I recommend you do at certain places cause it's amazing. Um, but you don't have to. And also look, challenge your kid's palate. I, I told my soccer team this week, I said, embrace the challenge. That's our thing this week. Embrace the challenge. I said, the people who, who challenge you the most are the people who love you the most. Coaches, parents, teachers, they're not, you know, they don't, they don't, they don't dislike you just because they're challenging you. They want the best out of you. Challenge your kid's palate. Take them and try something new. I've tried Mike, some. Mike, anything to add to that? Yeah, I've tried some really weird stuff at, Ep- at you know, Epcot, some of the Disney. Mm, me too. Was, uh, was, um, Boma, you know, I've tried some things there that I normally wouldn't have. And you know, it's Disney. They're not going to give you anything that's not edible. And they're not going to give you anything that's going to get you sick. So, uh, you know, give it a shot. And then, like I said, if you don't like it, you're really not out a lot of money. And you won't be embarrassed because a lot of people are trying new things there. So I definitely think that food is one of those things that you should be adventurous with when you're on vacation. I had haggis at Food and Wine one year. That was horrible. You know what haggis is? It's like it's that meat, isn't it? It's like a Joe. You know what? You don't know what it is. Mike? I, I've heard of it before. But I know. I know. I don't like it. Okay. I just can't remember what it is off the top of my head. But I, I've talked. I've talked about this before. Um, it's a Scottish dish, and I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna completely screw this up. I know I am. Um, but it's they take like different meats and rice and like the the liver and all this kind of stuff and then they they shove it into like a sheep's stomach and they boil it and then once they boil it it comes out and they just kind of slice it into like patties yeah (laughs) (laughs) for you for trying yeah i gave it a shot you know it, it was what it was so um yeah, I agree, a hundred percent. Go enjoy the nice restaurants. It's funny, yeah. You'll talk to people and they they think just because they go to like Kings Island or they go to Six Flags that it's just burgers, chicken wing, or ch- you know, chicken fingers and all that. There's some great food at Disney, like really great food at Disney. So. Yeah, go try it. Mike, you got one. You got another yep, one? My last one's going to be pay attention to the weather. You know, obviously we know Florida can be really, really hot or it could be, you know, sometimes unseasonably cold. So um, if you're going to go for your week vacation, it almost seems like the obvious, but plan ahead. Um, I've been caught down there in November and it's been absolutely cold and I've had to spend money on sweatshirts because we came unprepared. And um, be prepared for those. You know, if you're going during the summertime, which a lot of you newbies are going to be going, Bring a rain poncho. You know, if you don't want to spend the extra money on one of the ones in the Disney park, bring one, put it in your backpack, take it with you. I think having a rain poncho is something you're going to use during your vacation, whether you like it or not. Disney keeps running all day for the most part. So, and a lot of people are just kind of, you know, 
trench it out in the rain. So have a poncho, have some you know weather stuff, have some sunblock because the worst thing you want to do is be on day two of your vacation and have a bad second degree sunburn on your head or on your neck and just be uncomfortable or even on your feet. So pay attention to the weather. I think that's the final tip that I can give a newbie is remember Florida gets hot, Florida gets sunny, and Florida is rainy, especially during the summertime. Yep, I absolutely love it. Um, I'm like somebody who's lived down here. Joe, you've lived down here for a while. Look, if you're not if you're not ready for the heat, like coming from up north, then you get down here. It can be it can be really over the top. You know, I don't do cold well. Joe doesn't do cold well. We'll give Mike maybe another six months. He won't be able to do cold well at all. And uh, but you guys come down here, and it's funny because we can always tell like who's from the north. You know, you can kind of point them out like, oh. Yeah. They're from the north. Look at those northerners over here. It's only 104, Joe. Why are they sweating? Yeah, I don't understand. Um, but yeah, we uh, I, that's a great one, Mike, is to, to plan your vacation based on the weather. Because it is central Florida. Hey, here's the thing, too. When you look and it says 30 degree or 30% chance of rain, let me go and tell you something and think Joe will back me up. It's going to rain at 2 o'clock, okay? 3 yes. o'clock every day. The so just be just ready that- for it. The one thing I want to say, Justin, too, is um, somebody who's lived in Central Florida now for, you know, on and off, but now full time pretty much since 2015, 2016. Um, Florida's a big state. Okay. People think Florida's like, you know, they have this vision of Florida. People think Florida's like Miami, right? Miami and Orlando, right? But Orlando's like three, four hours from Miami. It, it's a big change in climate. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like San Francisco doesn't have the same weather as LA. You know, I mean, it's not that much of a difference, right? You know, distance-wise. But three or four hours in, in Florida makes a huge difference with weather. And it's not just the hot. It's the cold, too. Because there's been many times that it's cold in central Florida, and it's about 15 degrees warmer in south Florida. So, and let me tell you something. And Mike will start to see this. Uh, you know, when you get into the you know southern states, the cold down here, it might say 45, 50 degrees. It's damp. It's a different kind of cold. Yeah. It's 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 almost worse than like thirty degrees back in New York or New Jersey, you know. So it's not just the heat all the time. It's also the cold as well. So, you know, if you're going towards those times, even like right now, where for example, um, this past week, you know, it's right now it's in the mid eighties here in Central Florida. But last weekend, I'd say Friday or I'm sorry Saturday night when I was at the NASCAR race, I was wearing four layers of jackets. It was freezing. It was damp. It was cold. It was windy. And then all of a sudden it's 80 degrees. So look at that forecast. Look at not only the highs, but look at the lows as well. And like Justin and Mike said, if it's hot, wear sunscreen, be prepared for the sun. But also there's nothing there's nothing worse than being cold in Central Florida too because you see everybody buying up the – Disney be putting out the sweatshirts and stuff on the special racks when it gets yep. kind of unseasonably cold. You see everybody's walking around with the Walt Disney World 2022 uh, sweatshirts, you know, when it gets really cold. So it's a crazy – climate it's a tropical climate so it, it central florida goes in both ways hot and cold so really pay attention to it uh just because it's february here in florida doesn't mean it's always warm you know what i'm saying we've had a pretty warm winter i'd say so far we've only had one really bad weekend but there's been other years where it's been really really cold and damp so just keep an eye on that i think that's a really good uh tip there mike it's gonna be 82 here on thursday and i'm playing golf joe so that's nice yeah um I'm going to add one thing, guys. Uh, I, I kind of went with your guys' list, but I do have one thing that I, th- I want every single Disney newbie to remember. Um, is The cast members are there to not only create the magic, but they're also there to make sure that you have a memorable vacation. So take their knowledge and use their knowledge and also appreciate what they're doing for you. 
People look at Disney as just a vacation destination. But if you go and you embrace what it really is and, and the fact that like the story that it's told and you know the magic that can be made and the memories that can be made, those cast members are there to make those memories even better and, and to create memories for you. So appreciate them. Um, embrace their knowledge of the parks and the resorts. Don't be afraid to ask questions. You know, you're not going to drive them crazy if you have to go to the front desk and ask about Memory Maker, ask about a photo pass, you know, problem or stuff like that. I always tell my clients to say, up until the day you leave for Disney, I am your best advocate to make sure you have an amazing vacation, right? The second you get on Disney property, the cast members are your best advocate to make sure you have a great Disney vacation because they can do things in the blink of an eye where it might take me a minute to call, get through, and all that. We work hand-in-hand together to create magical vacations for families. Use them when you're in the parks. Not only that, make friends with them. Like, some of, like, not just Dave. Dave's like my brother, you know what I mean? I got to put up with him all the time. But I have other Disney cast member friends that I love. And that I appreciate what they do, not only for my family, but do for other families each and every day that go to the parks. So I want to say thank you to the cast members. And I hope you do that too, even as a newbie to Disney, that you realize what they're there to do. It's not the rides. It's not the food. It's not the resorts. It's not the transportation. It's, you know, it's not the weather. It's the cast members that make the difference. So remember that whenever you're there next time. And maybe give one of them a high five an extra thank you, and I promise that they will try to go out of their way to create those memories for you and to make your trip more magical. So that is one for me for Disney newbies is appreciate the cast members. You know, especially there's a really special cast members that are out there, and those are the PhotoPass cast members. And you know what? Utilize them. That's another important tip you should have. Get those photos. Enjoy those first trip memories. Enjoy those great park times with your family. And post those pictures on our Facebook page. You know why? Because we love photos. We love photos on our Facebook page, and it brings me to my favorite thing every week, and that would be pics of the week. Pics of the week. Pics of the week. Joe, we missed you last week, so why don't you start it off with your pick of the week? So I appreciate uh, starting off with me first. And uh, speaking of first timers, uh, my pick of the week goes to Nick Del Vecchio. He says he's a first time poster, but a long time listener. So, first of all, Nick, thank you for being a long time listener of uh, our DDP uh, uh, podcast here. And uh, I don't know what took you so long to post, but uh, thank you for posting. So, Nick had a little uh, trip recap, and uh, it looks like he said he was uh, get, just got back from his. Polynesian welcome homestay so he might be a brand new DVC member so if that is the case uh, congratulations Nick I'm glad that you had a, a great trip and he goes into a, a really long uh, in very detailed and I would suggest reading it if you're on our DDP Facebook page uh, it's a pretty cool uh, uh, recap of his trip but the pics that he took he has this one picture it's from their room uh, I think it's uh, Morea I believe at the uh, third floor Morea and it's looking over the bungalows the castle, and he, he caught the fireworks absolutely perfect with the reflection on Seven Seas Lagoon. It's absolutely an amazing photo. So that is my pick that week. It goes to Nick Del Vecchio with an absolutely amazing photo 
of fireworks over Cinderella Castle from the Polynesian with the bungalows right in front. It's just a really cool photo that uh, just caught my eye. So uh, if you're on our Facebook page, check it out. I think you'll enjoy it. So thanks, Nick, for posting. I love it. Mike, why don't you go ahead, buddy? Uh, my pick of the week is going to go to a post that I saw that I really enjoyed reading about, and it was to Dustin Russell. And Dustin Russell says that, um, I'm going to read it to you. It says, I shared a lot of pictures from our recent trip on the page lately, but I wanted to share these three with the group because I know you guys will understand more than fact. And he goes on and talks about some of the stuff and some of the details that his son has had. And uh, Dustin, you have some amazing pictures there, some great details. Read about it on our Facebook page. And Dustin, you have my pick of the week. I absolutely love it. Look, those, that, that's what this is about. That's what this is about, is creating those memories. That's the photos that he will remember forever, and he'll cherish her. You guys have the photos that show up on your phones, like they're like the memories, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yep. Mm-hmm. I get some of those sometimes, and like it's Riley when she was like 18 months like in the parks with her little mini tutu and all that, and I just think it just takes you right back, so I absolutely love that. Um, I'm going to go with... Um, my, my good buddy Sean. Sean, me and you got to talk because you got to tell me how to pronounce your last name. Uh, Gels liked her. Okay. If I mess that up, Sean, I'm so sorry. He said, Look, Justin, it's an iridescent weenie. I love you. You know, I love you. You know, I love that word. And it's such an important word in Disney culture because weenies are all over the Disney parks. Uh, kids, right now is your chance to use the word weenie every time you're in Disney. And you can say, Justin told me it's okay to point at the castle and say, Look, mom, it's a weenie. Um, I I love the fact that you guys are down there. You're having an amazing time. Smiles on your faces, creating memories. It's absolutely great. I'm gonna do a couple more real quickly before we before we close it up. Um, call uh, Colleen McMonagle, um, celebrating her 30th birthday in her favorite way, favorite place, and of course she has her sign with the uh, the best sign in the park, which I agreed. We talked about Disney signs on a show one time, and this was one of mine um, with her matching shirt. And I absolutely love it. Looks like you're having a blast. And uh, I've got two more really quickly. Sorry, guys. Um, Jeffrey Neubauer is doing a daddy-daughter trip to Disneyland. And he said, it's finally here. First time back in 20-plus years. It's my favorite Disney park, Jeff. Have the, have the best time ever. Create those memories um, that will last a lifetime. Enjoy the enjoy Disneyland. Enjoy the parks. But mostly enjoy the time with your daughter because that's uh, that's the most special. And last but not least, our good buddies. Our good friends, our family, the Master Axes are in the Disney parks, and they are posting pictures, and especially Jacqueline post. She says, the castle looks a lot better when you're one of the last few people left in the Magic Kingdom for the night, and it is absolutely beautiful, all lit up. Have the best time ever, guys. We miss you. I wish we were down there to see you, um, but since we're not, enjoy a drink on us and um, have an absolute amazing, amazing vacation. We can't wait to see you real soon. Hey, Joe, before we close it up, you use a special shout out you wanted to give to somebody? Yeah, so I had a, a friend of mine who uh, I've known for a long time around the, the Disney internet community, uh, Jocelyn Martins. Hi, Jocelyn. I know she listens to the show. Uh, she kind of sent me a message that uh, her younger daughter uh, is actually a big fan of our shows. And um, I believe Dave, who's unfortunately not on our show tonight, he's actually working uh, tonight in the parks. But uh, Dave had the opportunity to meet uh, this young lady who is a, a big fan of ours and a big Disney fan. But I want to give a special shout out to uh, Miss Luciana Martins. Uh, she's said uh, she listens to a lot of our shows. Uh, God bless her. I, you know, for she's listened to a lot of our back episodes as well. Um, she really likes to uh, to see what we have to say. She's a huge Disney fan. Wants to be a cast member when she gets older. And I just think it's awesome that you know not only are we helping out new you know adults with you know planning their Disney trips, but there's also our young fans out there who li- like listening to us and like listening to Disney. 
And I know firsthand, and I actually said this to her mom when we were messaging back and forth, I said, you know, when we were growing up and we were younger, uh, we didn't have this kind of community to geek out with other people. And now these, this younger generation has this outlet between YouTube and podcasting and, and Patreon to, to, you know, to, to interact with, with, with other like-minded people about how much they love the Disney parks. So I just think it's awesome that we have a full range of DDP family out there uh, from our young fans to our older fans. So I just think it's awesome. So Luciana, thank you for, uh, for listening and being a fan uh, of ours and of the show. And uh, we look forward to hopefully meeting you one day in the parks. I just think that's really cool. I cannot wait to give you a big high five in the park sometimes real soon. That's going to be an amazing time. Uh, that's awesome, Joe. Really, really cool. Um, guys, if you haven't done it yet, look, we talked about pictures, talked about the community. Go right now, join Disney Dads Podcast family on Facebook. Um, and also, all those links below. If you're interested in becoming a Patreon, extra content, uh, separate Facebook page, live events, um, video aspect if you do a certain tier. There's all those things. Merch. Look, merch comes with every single tier that you, that you join. Uh, it is right there. Um, so go right now and join at our Patreon. That helps us keep this show commercial free. We appreciate you. I've got to make an announcement, though. We've been talking about it within the community for a couple years now. Um, that we are wanting to grow the community and the show uh, even more than it has. It has The show itself has grown by leaps and bounds. I mean, Mike, I'm, I don't think I'm speaking out of turn. Outside of what we ever expected. And it is so amazing, the community that you guys have created um, and that you allow the four of us to come into your homes and, and into your cars and into your ears each and every week to spend just a little bit of time to talk Disney in a positive way and to create Disney magic. Um, we've been working really hard behind the scenes to create something new. And we will be making a huge announcement on March 1st about the future of the show, about some new opportunities that are coming, um, and ways that you can interact with the show as well. And we're super excited about that. So look for that March 1st uh, for that to drop, and we'll talk about it on that episode that will drop on the Wednesday for Patreon, Thursday for uh, for everyone else. So I'm really excited about it. I think it's going to be great as we move forward to add even more to the community and what we have, even more content, more video aspect. Um, and, uh, look, merch is coming back guys. How about that? Merch is coming back. So for those people who have been after saying, Hey, we have our original DDP shirts. We have our original DDP coffee mugs, all that kind of stuff. Where can I get my merch? Merch is coming back and we're excited about that. So look for that March 1st, that huge announcement. Other than that, boys, we're going to have some patron fun on the other side. Uh, before we get in, uh, or on the first part of the patron, I'm going to get on a soapbox, soapbox, if that's okay. I'm going to talk about an article that is the internet hates weird Disney adults. And we're going to discuss it and why these people are wrong and we're the coolest people around. So uh, with that said, also we'll be talking about uh, the five Disney things we use most in our house, personally. So we'll come up with those lists. We'll talk about them a little bit. But let's close it up here on the main show before we head over there. Joe, to you. No, man, just uh, it's great to be back. I hate missing shows. I get severe FOMO. You guys know that from our weekly text. But uh, I really hope that this show, uh, if it even helps one family out there, I think we've done our job tonight uh, with spreading some of our knowledge, uh, the mistakes and the good things that we've learned over the years. So I always enjoy talking about planning a trip. I think it's one of the best things that about a Walt Disney World trip is planning the trip. It's half the fun. And, uh, yeah, I just really hope that it helps people out there. So uh, stand by, Patreon. You guys are on deck. Mike? 
Joe, I missed you last week. I'm glad you're back from the uh, NASCAR races. We certainly missed you. And uh, I'm looking forward to the Patreon show tonight. Sounds like a fun topic. Absolutely love it. DDP family, have an amazing week. Spread some cheer. Smile. It's infectious. Other people will smile, I promise. Uh, And have an absolute blast. We appreciate each and every one of you. Patron family, stick around. We will see everybody real soon. Have a good night. Have a good night. See you guys. On behalf of the Disney dads, we want to say thank you. We hope you find a little magic in your life every day. Spread some Disney love and keep moving forward. And they all lived happily ever after. Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. Ready to begin. Let the and that's a wrap. This has been YDF Media Productions.